T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Welcome back. Fish Fry Friday, Friday afternoon on the Mark Reardon Show. We had a rousing Reardon Roundtable in the 3 o'clock hour. Sue Thomas sampled the fish in the 4 o'clock hour. And now as we start the 5 o'clock hour, we have just in a moment, uh, Congressman Ann Wagner is going to visit with us. But we have Father Kevin Schrader, who's the pastor here in Incarnate Word in Chesterfield. Thank you so much, first and foremost, for having us here at the Fish Fry. This has become... Well, it's only a two-year tradition, but we're often running on a very lengthy <laughs> tradition. How are you? Thanks again. Doing great. Yeah, and I hope if you go home uh, hungry, it'll be an insult. So, well, Sue no Thomas problem. is making yeah, she's making sure that that does not happen. But first of all, let me compliment you on the uh, the facilities here are beautiful, uh, really, really nice. And I know that you got a big turnout. What I think I was told about 750, 800 people come through here on a Friday, maybe. Yeah, over three hours. It's uh, it's a well-oiled machine for sure. What would you say about, you know, we, we spent some time with Chris just, just talking about, and I think this is maybe understated sometimes, the fellowship and the camaraderie that happens. I mean, this is something families love to take part in, right? They put these dates, they target them, and they get out to the fish fries. Unless it's snowing when it's not predicted. Other than that, everything's fine, right? Yeah, and funny story about that. When it snowed, we were one of the only fish fries that stayed open. So we got all the uh, outcasts that went to other churches and got turned away. So... Uh, it was a lot of fun. Well, because that, what happened that Friday is that we got the call that we weren't coming out here, but then we also were not, well, wait, they're still having the fish fry. So I went on the air that day. I'm like, hey, yeah. the fish fry's still going on. But but it was just one of those things with circumstances. Mm. Who knew? But again, thank you so much for having us. 
and um, you want to highlight anything special? We've, we've sort of been pointing out some of the delicacies, the gumbo in particular, anything that you want to point out as your favorite? Yeah, I'm always a french fry guy, so uh, they're nice and salty, and they keep me powered through three hours of, uh, you know, shaking hands. Oh, I love that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, uh, Father. I really appreciate coming by. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Congresswoman Ann Wagner is here in person. You know, I kind of tossed this out a couple of days ago. Ann, we're going to be in the district. You want to come and say hi? And lo and behold, you are here, so thank you so much. How are you? I'm great. Wonderful to be here. It's like old home week. You know, I'm a cradle Catholic. Uh, Get a little closer, yeah, just because it's loud out Gr here. Grown up in, uh, grown up in, uh, in St. Louis, and uh, used to go to the fish fries at St. Catherine Labaret, Christ Prince of Peace. I, I'm feeling a little guilty. My sons have just texted me. You've been called out. Yeah, called <laughs> out because uh, they want to know why the heck I'm not at St. Clair of Assisi, where I slopped. Uh, coleslaw and uh, mac and cheese for 10 years at the fish fry uh, over in St. Clair. So I said, hey, uh, it promised me three of my four grandchildren are there, so I'm on my way. <laughs> and Sue Thomas, yes, right? Absolutely. You wanted to come by and see us. Well, you've had uh, a, kind of a pretty busy couple of weeks, and obviously yeah. there's all kinds of stuff going on in Washington, but I want you to talk about, and <clears throat> not to be antagonistic here this afternoon, Congresswoman, because we get along on most things. But I want to talk about Ukraine, and we may have a little bit different opinion, but you sat down with Zelensky and you met with him recently, right? I, I did, I did. I was at the Munich Security Council. Remember, you know, my, my number one uh, uh, committee is financial services and the, and the capital markets uh, subcommittee, where I'm going to have 23 bills on the floor next week, I am happy to say, that are going to help low and income, middle, middle, middle income, I'd say, investors uh, that are out there. They're going to help small businesses, companies go public. So I'm going to pass another 23 bills across the House floor uh, next week out of my committee. But I am also the vice chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. And in that role, I have to do some travel. And I was at the Munich Security Council. And uh, it, it just so happened to be the day that uh, uh, Navalny's uh, was was murdered by Putin. That was the same day. It was the same day, and we actually met with his uh, widow Yulia uh, about three hours after she ins she insisted on keeping the meeting and wanted to meet with the American delegation that was there. And uh, I think she was still in shock, and I, I don't know that she had entirely processed it. Uh, but uh, you know, it just lets you know that the absolutely existential threat that Vladimir Putin is. Um, and you have to take this man at his word. Uh, and right now, there are mourners lined up as they bury Navalny that are being round up, beaten, uh, thrown in prison. It is uh, a, just egregious, uh, not to mention what he's done uh, to our, our the sovereign borders and the, and the people of, of Ukraine. So what's what's the message from um, Zelensky? And so here, just just so you know my position, not that it matters, but I, I do want to express it here because I think it represents where, where a lot of people who are Republicans are in the country right now. Uh, I, I have a limited knowledge of geopolitics and, and, and I defer to people like you that are experts and you've served for a long time and you've been involved in a lot of these issues. But when you juxtapose what's going on with the needs that we have in this country, and I know you can't budgetarily necessarily do that all the time. I think there's concern that we're throwing uh, money after something that's maybe already lost. So I guess let's focus on what Zelensky says on their chance of winning, because I have, and I had an expert even a couple of nights ago, there are more and more people saying that this war is lost. Now there's concern then about the rest of the NATO nations, but how do we know that it's not already well, I don't, deal. I don't believe it's already lost, and I don't believe Zelensky does either, and I don't uh, believe that our NATO partners do, and certainly the, the U.S. Of, 
of you know, United States of America doesn't either. You know, remember, we have an agreement, the Budapest Agreement, going all back to 1994, that if Ukraine, I think it was uh, Kazakhstan and Belarus, let go of their nuclear uh, arsenals, that we would give them lethal protection in case someone came after them. I mean, we have an agreement uh, under the Bill Clinton administration. Uh, not admittedly, that's not something that's discussed very often. It isn't, right? yeah. and, and as someone who's a history of this and involved in in um, in world and global events, of having been a former United States ambassador and, and certainly spent time in in Europe, the Budapest Agreement is is something we have to take seriously, and and uh, they need our lethal weaponry. And I think it's important mainly to stop Putin from doing what he says he's going to do, which is to rebuild the Russian uh, uh, and communist empire. And, and we're talking just, and this was made clear by a guest a couple of nights ago, and I think it is important just because there's nuance here. But when we're talking about, let's say, $60 billion in aid, the majority of that money is going to this country in weapons purchases, that correct? Is, that is correct. In okay. fact, I would tell you this, that at least $30 billion of it should be in our Department of Defense appropriations package. It's it's really backfill. A lot of it is also the, uh, the money that's in there for Israel. A, a lot of that is backfill. In other words, when you say, just, I know what you mean, but when you say backfill, there are things that have already been appropriated, right? Well, we, we've already sent them things, right? We've got to re, re, replenish our own stockpile of right. weaponry and, and, and such. So so uh, I believe they need us. I don't want them marching into Moldova or, God forbid, another NATO country um, where Article 5 will be triggered because I do not want our sons and daughters' boots on the ground. Um, you know, and you're talking Apparently to the, Macron does. Did you hear about that I this mean, week? I mean, what a, you know, wow. don't even get me started. Yeah. So I won't even say it since uh, the good pastor is still sitting here. <laughs> so uh, what I thought about his ridiculous statement, but no. And they don't want our boots on the ground. They're willing to fight for their own sovereignty. Uh, they, they, they just need our help. And I believe we have a solemn oath with them going back to 1994 uh, with the Budapest Agreement. Now, let me go back to the premise, though. You're right. Some 8 million illegal migrants have flooded across our southern border. Um, not to mention, and I had a classified briefing just yesterday morning, um, and this is open source, so I can say it, but there are 110,000 Americans who died from fentanyl. It's outrageous. Were murdered, I'm going to say, by fentanyl in the last year alone. And this is flooding across our borders. It's coming. The, the precursors, uh, the substances that build it are coming from China, coming to Mexico, and coming right across our borders. The cartels, there are two main ones from Mexico, are set up in all 50 states. And uh, this is an absolute assault on uh, just about the average age 18 to 34-year-olds that are all dying. You know, if I, if I had the audio, um, Ethan's back in the studio. I'm not asking you to find this, Ethan. If I had it, though, we played it earlier this week, I think on Monday. Bill Maher on his show talked about, you know, was very honest that we have, if you want to juxtapose a couple of things here, we have a crisis. And it doesn't seem, not criticizing you or Congress, maybe this isn't an area for the federal government, but we have a crisis of uh, young African-Americans being killed by one another. We have a crisis of white young men being killed by drug, fentanyl and drugs. And, and both of those things are taking so many people away, and it doesn't seem like we have any solutions for either of them. Well, I, I, I will tell you, I can't go into all the, the details that I received from the classified briefing, but I had a very specific um, uh, and curt conversation, let me say, with um, the DEA and, and our, our other officials about what's happening online. Because a lot of these young people, especially in the second congressional district uh, here, are, are purchasing. They think they're purchasing maybe an Adderall, a Percocet, a, um, a Xanax, There's Lord fentanyl. knows what. Yeah. And it's all 
fentanyl. So a lot of it has to do with online purchases. They know who these online perpetrators are, and they need to go after them. And I also don't think we've got proper scanning uh, material at our ports of entry so that we can find the fentanyl. It's hidden everywhere, and it's coming in. 90 so that, but that, in your opinion, that's a DEA issue. I, I, I really think it is. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, there are, there are other issues that uh, other, I'd, I'd say, people, folks in jurisdiction from Border Patrol and, and others that would be involved in that. But it's coming in through our border uh, and through our ports of entry. So that is, it's, it's a, you take every war we've ever fought. And this is more of our youth killed. Really uh, so, so yes, yes, I believe that we should be doing whatever we can to fight get back against uh, 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 Putin. But we must also secure our southern border. Every state is now a, a border state. Whether it's the fentanyl, whether it's the trafficking, whether it's the crime, whether it's the fact that your tax dollars are going to, to, to for the health care, the education, and the welfare of of um, illegal citizens. And we're hearing more and more about the crimes that they're committing, which is, um, you know, not to mention the terrorists. We've got over 200 that have come in on the terrorist watch list. I could, I could go on and on. So securing our southern border, and, and I believe that when Donald Trump is president of the United States, he will secure our southern border. He will uh, bring well, back what, a little so bit. So what do you think of the dueling visits yesterday? I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty convenient of the president and the administration to go to where there really isn't any migrants crossing. And you know, take the easy path there. It was pathetic. I'm going to say that. You know, if you want to see the the migrant stream coming across, you go where where President Trump went, which was down to Eagle Pass. I've been down there twice, and um, and it is it it'll just blows your mind. And and uh, the policies of President Biden have put out a welcome mat. We're we're just a, a big neon sign coming saying, come here, come here, come here. Uh, you know, we're also a country of 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 immigrants. You know, we, we legally bring about a million a year into the United States of America. And I've, I've you know, overseen naturalization and citizenship. Which is nice. That's how it should be. It, it's, it's wonderful. And, uh, and so in, along those lines, and, and this is the, you know, elephant in the room, is there a path for, because I, I always criticize our friends on the other side and the media with their inability to distinguish between legal and illegal immigration. I, I've mentioned along the lines of what you just said, I was at Bush Stadium last year for a game at the end of the season, they had a, a naturalization ceremony. Oh, Everyone was cheering. Cool. We couldn't be more proud of people. If you don't cry at one of right. those, you it was are amazing. not so human. <laughs> these are people who are voting for Trump that love people who have come here to make a better life for themselves. But there's a difference between that and what's happening at the border and there seemingly is a uh, a difficult time for, for a lot of Democrats to, you know, make that differentiation. However, that brings you to the question about whether there really is a realistic path compromise to allow for more legal immigration, perhaps when we, uh, even if it's seasonally or things along those lines for migrants, or do something else that clears the path. Because it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. George Bush tried it, you know, and 20 years ago, and we haven't had any success since, and I don't see the path well, moving forward. I'm going to tell you this. In terms of securing our border, the person that I've seen have real success is, oh, no doubt is Donald that. Trump. Right. You know, when he set up the Remain in Mexico policy uh, and, and actually enforced our laws that are on the, the book, Immigration and National, Naturalization Act, the INA, is a piece of legislation. And if you want asylum, uh, you don't get to come to our country. You have to come to the first country of entry. So right. he had the Northern Triangle Agreement with the, those countries there, where they stayed put, they applied for asylum, and then we gave them the go-ahead. Asylum is very hard to uh, qualify for. You have to have, be under personal persecution. 
personal persecution. It can't right. be because you need a job. Can't be because your government's corrupt. Well, and that's why can't we're be, seeing this abuse. You know, right. it's, it's, it's completely abused. abused. And and what we're also is a complete abuse is you're supposed to be detained before you have your asylum hearing. What we have now is blanket across the country, catch and release. Okay, but you, Congresswoman Ann Wagner's here. What do you, I'm, I can't even tell. Your Democrat friends, right? You have Democrat friends. They're not well, all crazy. A few of them are. They see this situation. When Jane's on here, she wasn't here today. There are common sense Democrats here in, in our area that are outraged by what they see yes. on a daily basis. They know this is a big political problem for them. What's the path for them? Well, the path for them is to elect Donald Trump, President of the United States <laughs> of America. That, have you told you, them that You yet? bet I have. <laughs> and I will tomorrow when I'm at our caucuses. You know, tomorrow, uh, the county caucuses. Right. So, uh, so we'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be uh, caucusing along with, I hope, a lot of good Republicans out there. And What's uh, your opinion of that change? We talked about it a little bit Yeah, I know. Earlier. i got to tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I, I prefer the primary. I do too. Presidential primary. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, I prefer it because I, I'm afraid that, that caucuses disenfranchise voters. For instance, all of our all of our military personnel. If you're if you're deployed, if you're you have no say. You have no say. If you if you have families that are coming tomorrow to Incarnate Word to, to play basketball uh, because they've got a 10 or 11 o'clock game, they're not going to be able to come. We've got our elderly that can't make it out to uh, on and who and who gives up a beautiful Saturday in March to you're come right. to a caucus? I mean, I don't want to see people disenfranchised. I want more people involved in the system. Right. So that's my feeling about it. But it is what the legislature did. So I'm going to go caucus tomorrow. And uh, and that's my answer to the border. So uh, that and to the economy. Because everybody that's in this room here today, they're now paying $1,000 more a month for for groceries and gas and, and just general living expenses than they were um, before President Biden uh, took office. And we got to bring back peace and prosperity and strength. Um, uh, you know, we've got wars everywhere. Our allies don't trust us. Our, our um, adversaries don't fear us. And the world is on fire. And we need these policies changed. I, I filed for re-election. Uh, oh, you on, did put the, uh, the application in? Yeah, on on that's, Tuesday. That's, it's been sign. a week for that, right? The <laughs> filing deadline, or the, uh, not the deadline, but the filing just opened. opened just a couple of days it ago. It opened on Tuesday, so I filed for re-election. I, I want to put an end to these Biden policies, and I'm going to continue to fight for good, common-sense, conservative uh, issues that are, that are key to, to people that are here at this fish fry today and all over Missouri's 2nd District. It, so It's a very different chamber, as I've recognized when I'm out there, but do you have any thoughts on Mitch McConnell leaving as uh, the minority leader at this point? I think it makes sense. I think it's time. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he, I have great respect for, for uh, Senator McConnell, who has served for decades, but it's time for a new generation, I will say that. And we're, we're seeing new generations in Missouri's House or, pardon me, in the United States uh, House of Representatives, too. Almost 60 to 70 percent are new uh, within the last four to six to eight years. Is that always a good thing, though? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, I ask that seriously, you know, because, look, and, and we've talked about this even recently on the roundtable on the show. I was here before I left for Wisconsin when we discussed term limits in Missouri. I, I was all on board, gung-ho coming out of Bob Griffin and some of the scandals oh, from yes. the 90s, right? But that's kind of backfired on, you know, because the level of experience that people had, and it, it becomes more of a Wild West situation in Jeff City, and we've seen some of the, uh, the nonsense that's gone on. So um, I have mixed feelings on, on I, that. I do too, but you, and you don't want, um, you don't want the staff or the lobbyists, you know, uh, more experience. Uh, running, uh, having, right. running, running the show, and that's what, what worries me a little bit about uh, term limits, but I still think it's good. 
that um, that you know we we have citizen servants that are out there. You know, um, if you're doing a job like this or any job, uh, I don't care whether it's 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 school board all the way up to president of the United States. It's a it's a calling. It's not a job. Uh, you're on 24 seven. It's like radio talk show host. It's like man. Ra it really is. There's so <laughs> many common things that flow from uh -huh. you and yeah. I together. Uh -huh. Sue's just rolling her eyes. How many and hours a day do you work versus great. her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't want to overdo it and exhaust you know, no, myself. Don't, for don't make video, me call so. Becky. Becky will stick up for me, <laughs> yes. buddy, and you know that in a, in a yes. heartbeat. But, well, uh, it is great to see you, and thank you so much, because we talk all the time. We don't get to see each other I as know, much. Uh, I know. My best to Ray. I hope all is well, and how the grandkids and everything. Everybody's good. So Ray's trout fishing. He's new conservation oh, commissioner, nice. so he's so excited. Oh, I love that. Trout season has opened. Um, I had a choice last weekend, um, uh, now that he's conservation commission, I could go to the RV show down um, at the convention center, or I could choose to go see a two-headed snake at Powder Valley. Which, you know which, what? I, what did would, you choose? I would have chose the snake. That's just me. Okay, I, no. I chose. I, 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 he went to both. I told him he could not come back with an RV. He says, I want an RV or a puppy. I said, you don't get either. Oh no. Oh the answer is no and no. Oh and, uh, uh, but I did go see the two-headed snake, <laughs> mainly because there are at least three of my grandchildren that were involved in that uh, attendance. So it was a great conservation uh, stop oh, in Powder Valley. So yes, I mean, he's out trout fishing now and he was up in the goose land last week. I don't know where he is. Sounds but. like a promising weekend for you by yourself <laughs> though. So you can't really uh, I'm not complain. complaining, hey, my friend. Good to see you. Thank you so much Take for coming care. out. I appreciate you bet. it. 525, that's Congresswoman Ann Wagner who represents this district where we are right now in Chesterfield at Incurrent Word. We have our friend Brad Young stopping by for a visit. The Fonnie Willis stuff was still going on in court today. Phil Holloway from Fox did tell me the judge was not going to make a ruling in that. But we'll kind of update you on everything that happened in court in Fulton County this week. And Brad's got some thoughts on other things as well. Plus, an audio cut of the day before the end of the hour. We're still here at Incarnate Word in Chesterfield at the Fish Fry. Come see us. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In case we haven't met, I'm Dino Colombo. I represent people hurt by a truck. It's what we do every day. Navigating the law can be tough, but we're tougher. Let us handle the fight. Hurt by a truck? Call Colombo Law. You know what's fun about doing 
live broadcasts is when you can't hear what's going on back in the studio <laughs> and everything gets confusing. We did have that happen a little bit. Ethan is holding things down in the studio. I'm actually hearing myself two times. Brian, just so you know, Sue Thomas is with us. We've been uh, doing our best, though. You know, live broadcasts are sometimes a challenge, yes. and not everything goes perfectly. Our friend Brad Young has stopped by the Fish Fry and Incarnate Word because he lives probably about three blocks away from here, our 97.1 FM Talk legal analyst. How are you? Mark, I'm doing great, sir. It's great to be here. What a crowd. And this is your neck of the woods, though, right? It, it is. I, In fact, I could probably walk here. Did you grow up right far. out here? So this was, I was, you know, at Clayton and Baxter when I was mm -hmm. a kid, so not too far from this area. Well, my, my family all grew up right by Clayton and Baxter. I mean, we were in the uh, uh, Baxter Lake subdivision, so. I was in the Wildwood subdivision. Gotcha. Not to be confused with Wildwood, the community, which Correct. didn't even exist back then, not, I think, in the nope, Wildwood subdivision. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, we love West County. Well, thanks for swinging by and talking about a few things. Sure. Did you, I know you were busy today, and I was actually not paying attention to this all of the time. I was communicating with Phil Holloway from Fox, though, because he's down there in Fulton County on the Fonnie Willis stuff. The judge, Scott McAfee, who's got a great radio voice, by the way, pointed that out. He did not rule today on the disqualification. Uh, there, to me, there wasn't a lot that happened that was um, earth-shattering today. They gave at least the start of closing arguments. But Correct. there's a couple of questions here, Brad. One, to disqualify, which seemingly is pretty obvious, right? It seems like they've been caught and tripped up in some lies here, and you can make a case for disqualification. The second, then, would be, well, what happens to this case, the election interference case, after that? Does it get moved, mm -hmm. probably out of uh, Fulton County, change of venue? So we still don't know on this. No, we don't. And really, from a, from a tactical, legal standpoint, we're not talking about right and wrong, guilty or not guilty, but just from legal tactics, the kind of thing that lawyers do every day. This was a brilliant move. Because if you can demonstrate, and I think that, that, that the attorneys have demonstrated, that there is a conflict of interest between Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade, once you establish that and you knock out the prosecutor, you get a new prosecutor. And at that point, a new prosecutor could drop charges, could change the charges, could move the venue. There's lots of options, but the bottom line is it doesn't get any worse for Donald Trump. Uh, it can't get any worse than Nathan Wade. So that's a brilliant strategy uh -huh. to improve his position when it comes to that case. Did you have a chance to, to dig in? Because it was very revealing. The, the text messages between, and Phil, our conversation with Phil Holloway was great. And Phil's so dialed into this because he mm -hmm. knows these people. He's worked with Fonnie Willis and Nathan Bradley and all these folks, Terrence, um, Nathan Wade, Terrence, um, who testified this week. Phil uncovered the text messages. You know, it became open open record between, um, and I forget Ashley's name, the attorney yeah, for President Trump. Either. But they're having all these communications just from a month ago about some of this testimony. Sure. And he's making it very clear that this relationship began much earlier, earlier than, you know, they've indicated. And then she puts him on the stand and he gets a little, you know, cold feet on some of these questions. That's an interesting dynamic when you it have is. things that are documented in text messages, but then he seemingly gets a little, um, you know, cold feet to really tell the entire truth. How much is there a risk for any of these people on perjury charges, Brad? Well, perjury charges traditionally, Mark, it's are a tough just, standard, right? It's a very tough standard, uh, and it's very, very rarely granted. Uh, and uh, I, I believe that uh, uh, President Bill Clinton uh, got uh, has lost his law license in Arkansas after he testified in his deposition uh, that he did not have sex with uh, with Monica Lewinsky. That was perjury because he obviously did. Uh, but uh, subject to that, that's a very rare. It's so hard. you, would, I think then what I'm hearing, and I think I hear this from other legal experts as well, maybe Turley and others, that the disqualification is maybe likely here, but perjury charges 
probably not. Boy, I would not see uh, see perjury charges at all. But when this thing started, Mark, I I was kind of leaning towards he probably would not be disqualification. Uh, but after the testimony that we had, after the testimony about the uh, the proof from the friend of of, uh, of Fanny or Fanny about uh, about the extent of the relationship, the date of the relationship, they've the connected link, a lot of dots. They've connected they really a lot have. of dots, and I've swung from being skeptical to saying it's probably 60-40, uh, 70-30 here. Brad Young is here. I, I did not really get into this this week, and this is going to be a major, major case, and there's going to be a lot of people are going to be complaining about it, but the Supreme Court has decided to hear this presidential immunity case. And uh, first of all, I guess the first question would be, are you surprised by that? Because I think maybe some thought they would kick it back to the uh, to the lower courts, right? Yeah. I, what what I is was, that going to result in? I, I was rather surprised when they granted it, but, but the bigger surprise to me is how the left has literally gone bonkers. They've lost their mind. I must have gotten literally 30 texts from liberal friends of mine on that particular on that choice, issue yeah. alone. Oh. How dare they do this? How dare they do this? And but there are legitimate issues here because Trump, because of the uh, the way he's being prosecuted and persecuted here, uh, there are legitimate legal issues about what are the limits of presidential immunity. When does it occur? When does it not right. occur? What what do you do that qualifies under this standard? And all of those things really require Supreme Court guidance, not Court of Appeals guidance. So at the end of the day, I'm glad they took it. Uh, I don't believe it was just to delay the case, but it was to set ground rules so if this happens in the future, we know we how to have proceed. A so here's, you know, exactly, you, you mentioned the, uh, the the folks on the left went apoplectic about this. Ruth Marcus, who is one of the lefties at the Washington Post, says this. My beef isn't with the court's decision to hear the case. It's with the outrageously lethargic timing. It would have been far better for the court to have taken up the issue back in December when special counsel Jack Smith urged the justices to leapfrog the federal appeals court. Now, two and a half months later, it took the justices two weeks after Trump sought their intervention to announce that they would hear the case. Worse, they set oral arguments for the week of April 22nd, a delay that means a decision could easily take until May or linger until the term finishes until the end of June. So her complaint, I guess, is mainly on the timing. But if you have a, a, a question that should be decided by the court that's relatively important, especially this year, would the timing even matter? No, timing wouldn't matter. But what's really important to refute what you just read is that the court almost will never let a, a, a party's leapfrog the Court of Appeals because the court wants to analyze and try to pick apart lower court decisions. And this allowed the Supreme Court to get that Court of Appeals decision and to weigh what these judges said uh, yeah. in terms of how they decide. Okay. So it, 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 they, they never want to take a case directly from a trial court because they want that extra level of analysis to huh. put into the blender. That's interesting. So why don't we have a decision? I think the, the court watches on every morning where we think they're going to make a ruling on the ballot issue case, and it still hasn't happened. Wouldn't yeah. that be expected relatively quickly? You know, there was, some, there was a mysterious docket entry, because I look at the Supreme Court calendar almost every day, and there was a mysterious calendar entry, entry two weeks ago, and, and I thought, oh, this is going to be the decision, and it wasn't. Uh, the court has promised that there'll be a quick decision. Um, I can't, I mean, in, unless you're a, a mouse in the room, you're not going to know when that's going to happen, but I do anticipate it very soon. So what did you think then, you know, this is connected, even though this ruling is coming, there was a judge in Illinois that ruled that he's kept off the ballot in Illinois, right? Right. And, and to show you just how partisan that is, the Illinois Election Board already ruled two weeks ago that they were not going to remove Trump from the statewide ballot because the Supreme Court has already decided to address this issue. Huh. But a judge, a county judge, on his own decided to make this uh, a political statement 
and and do this that that shows you sometimes Good how grief. the courts are operating as advocates not as right. judicial officers oh that drives me nuts hey we are in chesterfield at incarnate word it's fish fry friday is on the mark reardon show brad young has swung by for a visit sue's here she's going to have traffic in a couple of minutes we have audio cut of the day all right let's talk about the chief's parade shooting because there's interesting legal maneuvering Ooh. going on there brad here's the story from Kansas City, the man accused of firing the first shots at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rally told authorities he felt threatened. While well, a second man said he pulled the trigger because someone was shooting at him, according to court documents. Experts say that even though the shooting left one bystander dead and roughly two dozen people injured, 23-year-old Lindell Mays and 18-year-old Dominic Miller might have good cases for self-defense through the state's stand-your-ground law. What? Brad Young. Yeah. Well, he, we need to lay the foundation about what this means. And under the state's stand your ground law, you're, you don't have a duty or a responsibility to flee when someone is, is presenting a dangerous situation to you. Prior to like 15 years ago, if someone came at you with a gun, your legal duty was to run. You could oh. not defend yourself. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Okay, but Missouri changed it. That's why it's called stand your ground. You don't have to run. You can defend yourself, all okay. right? But there are limits to that. And when you look through the stand your ground law, uh, uh, you, you have to be in imminent danger. And now that's where I think this may fall apart because I read the probable cause statements for both of these uh, defendants I who have, have been too. charged. And the first one suggested, Mays said, that he picked out one person in a group at random and started shooting because he just heard right. someone in the crowd say, he admits that. I'm going to get you, yeah. all right? To the cops. He but he didn't that. know who. But he no, didn't he know who. shooting no, right. at somebody. So I believe when you look at that as a, from an analysis standpoint, if, if, if he could have pinpointed the person that was saying different, it. Different, legally. Maybe. Right. Yeah. And say, I'm defending myself from you, that's a different that's different than saying, I heard someone say it, so I just fired randomly into a crowd. Well, that doesn't even make any logical sense. That no, makes he, no this sense. Is the, Mays is also the guy, I think, that admitted then that when, when they, you know, it took him a little bit to come around to this, but they said, you know, that they were running away from you when you shot. And he said, yeah, I know that. Yeah. I mean, he basically admitted yeah, it. he admitted it. And then Miller, Miller started questioning that he fired four or five times because someone was shooting at him. But again, he had no idea who oh, was shooting oh at him, boy. where the shots were coming from. So he was spraying bullets at random into a crowd. So while they will certainly assert that defense of stand your ground in this instance, I don't think work. I don't think it's going to be effective. So the other there's another um, uh, situation that came up today. Excuse me, I mentioned it on the roundtable a little bit after, but there was, and I'm trying to look at the um, the timing of this. Britt Reed is Andy Reed's one of Andy Reed's sons, and he mm -hmm. was convicted and sentenced to three years in prison for a drunk driving accident that caused the, um, it wasn't the death, but really, really bad injuries to I a five-year-old yes. kid. I'm trying to look at all the, uh, the details. This happened on I-435 near Arrowhead on February 4th, 2021. He was in his Dodge truck, 65 miles an hour, hits this car that's on a ramp, and he gets arrested right away, and he had a blood alcohol level of 0.113. The Chiefs reached an agreement with the family to pay for her ongoing medical treatment and other expenses. Governor Parson today granted him clemency. Mm. Britt Reed. Governor Parson's not running for re-election. No, he's I guess, not. I guess he felt now there are some um, conditions here. He is going to have to stay on house arrest, but that seemed like a rather questionable decision by the governor. I mean, we know he loves the Chiefs. He's yeah. got his Chiefs tattoo. He does. But you just blatantly go out there and say, okay, Britt Reed, because you're Andy Reed's son, mm -hmm. and I love the Kansas City Chiefs, you don't have to be in prison. That seems 
I mean, well, it's politically problematic, but it's not because he doesn't have to worry about it, which is, I guess, why you do it, Brad. Well, well here's the other part of it. One of the, one of the factors that goes into trying to decide whether to grant someone clemency is have you made good to the people whom you have wronged? And oh. in this situation, the chiefs have already agreed to take care of this woman, uh. pay for her the medical treatment. There's probably a large settlement involved, although I don't know the details. And so when you look at it from that perspective, you say... In totality. Rest, okay. Restitution has already been made. Okay, well, maybe there is some, too. So he's going to be under house arrest until October 31st of 2025. Strict conditions of probation, weekly meetings with a parole officer, weekly behavioral yeah. counseling attendance meetings with peer support, stringent community service and employment requirements. The governor's office did. I mean, maybe you can make a case that look, we're not going to. The taxpayers aren't going to have to fund, you know, his time in prison. But wow, it just seemed like that's going to really be interesting. The reaction in Kansas City, despite the Chiefs being loved so much by that community, yes. this is one thing that I don't think is going to sit well with families. No, no, it's not going to sit well with families. But when you look at it from that totality of the circumstances, mm -hmm. when you've got a normal person who harms someone uh, tragically. Uh, catastrophically, they're normally not taken care of to the extent that this right. woman is being taken yeah. care of. Well, by that's the true. But suffice it to say, I think you would agree politically, is if uh, Governor Parson was on the ballot this fall, I no. don't think this would have happened. No. Never. Yeah. Never would have happened. Not all right, at all. Brad Young, thanks for coming by. I know you had to, you know, take an Uber two minutes to get here, but your wife is here. Enjoy <laughs> the fish. Sue is raving about the tilapia, right? Yeah, it's really, really yeah, I'm gonna good. I'm going to try some gumbo as soon as the show is right. over. I'm we getting still in have, line right now. We still have audio cut of the day. Thank you, Brad Young. We'll talk soon. My we'll pleasure. see what happens with this immunity case into the next week we have a, a fun story to tell from a listener that dropped by we're going to do that oh, coming up, plus this. audio cut of the day and more in just a moment worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did this song in particular because of this part that's going to kick in right now pop that up a little bit there Ethan. let people hear that that is the uh that's the heil talk box that the legendary bob heil created for peter frampton and joe walsh and uh you heard Richie Sambora there. I'm going to talk about Bob in a second during our audio cut of the day because he passed away a couple of days ago, and he was an audio legend. But we have um, a nice listener that stopped by the fish yes. fry that knows our friend Joe Arnold. Actually used to do, like, theater when they were in fifth grade. That is unbelievable. Margie has stopped, and I just asked how to pronounce Terranova. Margie Terranova, yep. who's a big fan of the show, but she also has a really cool story to tell about something that happened with Richard Lewis. But first, connect the dots on our friend Joe Arnold. Okay. How do you know Joe? We did children's theater together several times. Uh, we were in Rip Van Winkle and, uh, oh, all kinds of other things. It was great. We rode around in a van for six months. So are you a Belleville person then? I am not. Okay, I am because uh, Afton, fluorescent, 
Crestwood, now St. Charles. That is so funny. And so have you, you, you knew Joe from years ago, but you've heard him on the air, I'm guessing, with us. I've heard him on the air with you. I also, when he used to have his show in Louisville, WHAS. Uh, it was when Mark uh, McGuire hit the home run, and yeah. I called oh. it on the show, and we talked at about midnight nice. talking about baseball. because big baseball fan as well. Well, so. he is, and he's a great guy and a, a fine contributor to this show. He's in Jupiter last week, and we had him on a couple of days ago with, uh, with Scott Jennings talking about it. baseball, and he does say hi. I text him a picture. But as you came up to the table, and we're so glad that you came out to the fish fry as well, you had a little bit of a Richard Lewis story. I, I wanted you to share that because it's pretty funny. I do. I called the show the other day. You guys weren't taking calls because I was going to try and tell it. So in about 88, 89, there was a two, about a 12-year 12-month span where I saw three concerts in St. Louis. I saw Richard Lewis, I saw Jerry Seinfeld, and I saw Dennis Miller. So mm. then in May of 92, I was in L.A. visiting friends. Late at night, we're driving down Hollywood Boulevard, and I see Richard Lewis on the sidewalk. Roll down the window, and I yell, hey, I saw you in St. Louis. You were really funny. Aww. And he turned around, and he put his hands to his chest as if to say, me I said no the guy behind you and he laughed and I said to my friend I yes. made Richard Lewis that laugh that is, is a victory awesome when you that make a stand-up comic laugh it's a crowning moment I think That's it is a crowning awesome. moment I, I would be very proud of that and I don't blame you for wanting to share the story and he, uh. he was awesome obviously Richard Lewis passed away a couple of days ago he had a heart attack he wasn't doing well in these latter years unfortunately well Margie thank you so no he didn't look good. I don't know are you a curb fan or not do you watch curb your enthusiasm you don't have the cable. Oh, well, yeah, that, that sometimes happens. But it's been, after a rough start, I think Curb has been a pretty good season so far. Margie, thanks for coming out. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. This was fun. We will send your best to uh, to Joe Arnold. You can give him my phone number. Thanks. I will do that. <laughs> right, we bye. won't share that on the air. We'll no, no, wait. no. Fred, you look, you look a little bit more relaxed than you did a few hours ago. You know, it's like all the ducks have come home to roost now. Everything is pretty much done yes. so I can enjoy it. Yes. Well, we, we don't ever really know. You know, it, it's hard enough sometimes executing things in the studio with guests and making sure people are there. And then you do a live broadcast, and Brian is doing a great job here with us on site trying to hold things together because this is something that is not easy to, to execute and pull off. Right. And Ethan is back in the studio holding things down as well. We appreciate that. Fred and Abby put everything together with the guests. We're glad that Ann Wagner came by. We have a couple more of these still to come. So we're going to be in Baldwin next week, right? Yes. Right? Uh, On uh, Denison so Road, but I can't Holy, Holy, Holy Infant. Infant. Holy, Holy Infant, Infant yes. next week. Do we have anything after that? Do we know? Not, well, I don't we're going know. to be out, out there, but we just don't know which one yet. Okay. All right. So we're still kind of putting things together. This has been a little yeah. uh, tougher just being candid. I mentioned the engineering help. Sometimes we have to know that we can set things up right. at a particular parish. So this has been fantastic. And this is a beautiful, beautiful room. If you didn't make it out here to Incarnate Word on this Friday or the previous couple of Fridays, obviously you still have opportunities. And Sue, you want to rave about the fish real quick? Okay, listen. The fried <laughs> shrimp are excellent. The tilapia is really nice and thick and juicy and not overdone. That gumbo is really tasty, and they had hush. Oh, how were the fries? The fries were Abby's favorites. The spaghetti was my favorite. Oh, fair enough. And they have fish tacos, Mark. I know. I'm going to grab some yeah. and get some uh, gumbo as well. But I have to do audio cut of the day. Ethan, let's do this. Stand by. Playback ready. Now, the audio cut of the day. Well, it's a personal one here this afternoon. Bob Heil was a legendary audio pioneer. He actually started at KMOX Radio as an engineer when he was very, very young. He played uh, piano at the Fox, but he invented something called the Heil Talk Box, and Ethan's going to play some of that while I talk here because you'll recognize some songs from either Peter Frampton or Joe Walsh or we played Bon Jovi. 
back in uh, the early 1970s, Peter Frampton had a girlfriend named Penny. Penny reached out to Bob and said, I need a birthday present for Peter, and it can't be a guitar. Oh, wow. So he packaged up this little piece of equipment that had been used, and actually the technology goes back to the 1920s. Bob has shared this story with me extensively, and he gifts that to um, to Penny. No way. And that changes Peter Frampton's life. It, it changes, really, rock and roll, because Frampton Comes Alive becomes one of the biggest selling albums of all time. But That's Bob Heil awesome. was so special in many ways, and he was at the forefront. The reason that you hear music in amphitheater, in you know big uh, auditoriums that are amplified to the expertise level that they are is because Bob Heil started this in the early 1970s when the Grateful Dead came through to the Fox and Bob was messing around with some big speakers and Jerry Garcia called him, well actually called the Fox and uh, said, hey, I need some help because my audio guy got popped down in New Orleans for drugs. We don't have the proper speakers to do this show. And the guys at the Fox were like, hey, this Bob Heil guy, grab these speakers. He oh might be able to help you. Gosh. Jerry Garcia himself gets on the horn with Bob Heil. They talk. Bob Heil comes down to the Fox. They execute the show. He goes on the road with the Grateful Dead. He had so many other influences. He also gets into the world of... Um, satellite television in the late 1970s. He was a pioneer in that. That's kind of an untold Bob Heil story. And I'm underselling his company, his microphones, some of the best in the business. I told the story even earlier today that Prince, when he got a purple microphone from Heil, thought it was custom made. It wasn't Bob's favorite color. And Fred, you saw him so many was times. He, he wore purple, he wore a purple jacket, yep. he wore purple oh, yeah. shoes. He did wow. all of that stuff. We'll go out with the Heil talk box here, Bob Heil. A legend, dead at the age of 83. He was a dear friend. I'm going to miss him a lot. Have a great weekend. We'll talk on Monday. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.